0: Hi guys. Thanks for joining us today on the Do It With Dan podcast. We are doing our weekly Q&A session today. I'm Dan's co-host, Em, and I will be asking Daniel questions that I've randomly selected from Cora. He doesn't know what they are ahead of time, so we're putting him on the spot. We're super excited to get started and super excited for you to join us today.
1: It's finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host,
2: Daniel Mangana. Emily, Emily, are you ready for the Q&A with me? Daniel, Daniel, <laughs> I'm <am> ready. <laughs> <laughs> I did the laughing today. I did the laughing today. You
0: did the laughing today.
2: I did the laughing today. Shall we make some magic, my dear friend?
0: We should definitely make some magic. I have magic for you today.
2: You have magic? You have magic for me every, every. Oh, this
0: is this is extra special magic.
2: Is this extra special sauce?
0: It is. <laughs> I'm going to keep you busy for the next however long.
2: All right, then let's go. I'm going to keep your mind very busy. Mind will be busy. All right, yeah. All right, let's
0: go for it. All right, so number one, here we go.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What makes people lose energy and stop trying for goals?
2: Are we talking about losing energy or waning energy? Because as we spoke about last week, if your energy is lost, then it didn't have a strong enough anchor to hold it into the the subject area in the first place. So if the energy is lost completely, then it's the anchor. And the anchor, as always, we always say is the why. If you have a big enough why, you'll have a big enough anchor to bring you back to shore no matter what happens. Whether it's um, failures, challenges, um, the odd bad, quote unquote bad day, um, people letting you down, things going against you, or boredom. Boredom is real as well. Boredom happens. But when you have a strong enough anchor, no matter how far you drift off, you'll always come back to shore. So someone's lost their energy completely and it's completely dissipated as opposed to just waned then they haven't got a big enough why they haven't got a strong enough anchor tying them to it so what i would tell them to do is to challenge it and either find a big enough why and loop one into that experience and really connect with the energy of that why or alternatively consider shifting what they're actually doing in the first place and finding something that does actually inspire them more naturally Mm -hmm. what do you think on the topic
0: i think um yeah, absolutely. You have to have a big enough. Why I've seen with so many people that, that I've worked with in, in the last, you know, even a couple months that it seems to be a common theme of if, if, if you're comfortable enough in your, in your crap, mm-hmm. then it's easy to not to give up on your goals. So mm-hmm. it, unfortunately I think you have to get to a, some people have to get to a point where they're just so tired of living the same that they have no other choice but to continue to work for their goals you have to
2: be sick of tired of being sick and tired isn't that what jim Rome says is it jim Rome? i like that yeah you've got to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. i
0: like that yeah i mean when
2: you do reach that point then you can say okay yeah right yeah do something
0: and like you said i think that the anchor and the goals you have to you have to want to Work for the you know the goals that are true to you. I Mm -hmm. think it's easy to to write goals that you know are small Mm -hmm. because that's all you can achieve. But Mm -hmm. I say go for the big ones.
2: Indeed, and when you do go for the big ones, you're going to need a big enough why to keep you anchored. Because the bigger the challenge, pardon me, the bigger the challenge, the more uncomfortable you're going to be over periods of time as you go to achieve it. So that's where the why again. Comes in, but yeah, beautiful.
0: Beautiful. All right, Daniel, number two. What mistake have you experienced that you turned into a teachable moment? I love
2: this one. What mistake have I experienced that I turned into a cheap cheap, cheap, teach? And
0: I would, I would rephrase that, Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't call it a mistake. I would just say, what life experience have you had? What challenge
2: or what choice have you made?
0: Yeah, that you turned it into a teachable moment. I
2: love that. So it's going to be a choice, or something that I've gone into, as opposed to something that's happened to me. Well, there's lots of things that that fall into, really, um, mm-hmm. because I do my best to get, uh, a life lesson out of everything. It doesn't always happen immediately, and doesn't always happen at all. Um, there are things from my life that I still continue to process and mm-hmm. find the wisdom from. As in, when we said that wisdom is taking is wisdom is the experience or the memory without the emotional charge. So mm-hmm. taking an emotional charge out so that I can actually pull the wisdom out of the experience. There's plenty of those. Um, I could definitely think of a few friendships that I've chosen to be in. Um, I can definitely think of a couple of relationships from the past. Um, but I would say I would make a sweeping statement on that, that I think mm-hmm. will probably be more effective in assisting the listener or the asker of this question. Mm-hmm. And it's that, no matter what you ask other people in terms of experiences that they've had, questions that they've, or choices that they've made or mistakes that they've made and what they've learned from it until you have an effective system for you personally being able to pull wisdom from experiences, other people's experiences aren't going to mean very much to you. I Mm. can sit and give the details of exactly how I overcame a million different things, but unless you personally have a system for you integrating your own life lessons into wisdom experiences, it won't mean anything. So I would, um, I'd invite them to look at finding, uh, space to develop an attitude of gratitude because that's been one of the most powerful tools in my own life for converting experiences, because when you're able to be genuinely grateful for something, it enables you to transmute the experience and to shift the focus. Like I've said before, one of the most powerful ways of doing that is to find the smallest thing in the experience that you can be genuinely grateful for. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be life changing or earth shattering. You may still, as you find gratitude for that one thing, still feel really shitty and crappy about the rest of the experience, but find one tiny thing to be genuinely grateful for in the experience and focus all of your energy and attention on that singular thing that you're genuinely grateful for. Mm-hmm. settle in that. Um, we talk about heart coherence and beyond intention. I've also got uh, Dr. Carla Stanton coming on the podcast at some point and she'll talk about that. In fact, I posted, I'll post a video. Um, I'll make a note to post a video today uh, on a, co- a heart coherence technique from her. Um, just in order for you to really get present and get out of your body and get out of your mind about the experience and just lock into the gratitude And energetically, it will start to shift. That shift may not happen immediately. Like we always say, we're very realistic, aren't we? And we tell people, changes don't necessarily happen overnight. Mm. They don't happen in five minutes. Some will take hours. Some will take minutes. Some will take days. Some will take weeks. Mm. Some will take months. But the important Mm. thing is to be consistent in finding those small things to be grateful for and locking into that. And over time, it will build an attitude of gratitude. And that attitude of gratitude will enable will enable you to transmute your experiences from something that you're upset about to something that you can be grateful for. And once your focus is on gratitude, then you will pull the positive out of the experience. And that's what I would say to the person who asked that question.
0: That's a beautiful answer. Beautiful answer. I love it. Yes, gratitude for sure. And I think you're you're so right on that. Can It can change the whole experience when you Mm -hmm. can pick one thing that you're grateful for. I love that. Okay. For number three, this is kind of a fun one, Daniel.
2: Okay. Let's go.
0: All right. If you could give your teen self a quick update on your life right now, Mm -hmm. what would be the most unbelievable for them?
2: That I'm not uh, in the world of business. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because as a teenager, I had like, I had this whole plan. Um, I was going to go to Oxford University. I did get into Oxford University, but I lost my place in the grade scandal, as I've spoken about before. Um, I had like this whole plan. Um, Mm -hmm. By the age of 17, I pretty much had like a very short list of who I was probably going to end up marrying. Um, They'd be surprised that I'm not like going to church every week and like a Bible thumping. Really? Yeah. Cause wow. we were really indoctrinated in my family to follow that line. Thankfully, oh, wow. my family are also very open about finding your own way to God. And that's why, mm-hmm. although my mum probably will be happier that I was a regular church goer, mm-hmm. that I'm living a life in line with the principles that they raised me to live. And Absolutely. that I still have a respect for higher power. Um yeah. and respect their belief systems and respect the way that they do yeah. that they still call cool yeah. with me. But I would say yeah, definitely um, definitely those, those couple of things, like
1: yeah. I think
2: that, but especially that I'm not in the world of business
1: yeah.
2: because I, I always believed that that's what I was supposed to be doing. I yeah. probably had my first business before the age of 10. Um, yeah, I taught myself to make computers at 14. I was doing that as a teenager. I had a touch up yeah. at school, like I had this whole idea yeah. that I was going to be like an international magnate of some conglomerate. <laughs>
0: Well, you are, just in a different
2: way. A different way, yeah. But I, I definitely had like a, a vision of how it was going mm-hmm. to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: and I'm, I, I'm grateful. I'm mm-hmm. grateful. And if I could give my younger self some advice, it would be to find the route to why I thought those things had to be part of my plan mm-hmm. and to address the route and not what life, people Mm -hmm. and other things tell me are supposed to be an expression of those roots
0: Mm
2: -hmm. that's what i would say what about you
0: no i love that that was perfect at the end what you said there i would definitely tell myself the same thing that to to ask the questions and to challenge everything you know i've been taught to see to really go inside
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and, and trust in myself i think that for me that has been kind of my lifelong journey is learning to trust in myself. Cause at the end of the day, that's, you know, that's, that's what you have. That's who you have. And exactly. You know, as we've said many times, when you have something that you believe so strongly in, it makes that a little bit easier, mm-hmm. you know, instead of instead of living a life that everyone tells you that you should. Exactly. You no, know, I think, I, I don't know. I don't know what would be the most unbelievably unbelievable for me and my teenage, I would, I would say, you know, that I, I, I live, I live free that Mm -hmm. I don't, that I, I've learned again, like I said, to trust in myself and Mm -hmm. to stop believing that everyone else knows better than I do in my own life. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Like the, way, the way it all happens.
2: Um, I think it's so easy to get lost in life telling you um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: how those things that you feel as you pull should be expressed. I had a, a call um, with one of, the, one of the, the team, one of the practitioner team, Hey, team practitioner beyond detection practitioners. So oh. I had a call with one of the team yesterday. Yes. Uh, And we were just working on some stuff
1: Mm -hmm. and
2: um, yeah, we're just talking about the fact that you you feel the pull to something and that pull Mm -hmm. that you feel that's calling you back to your purpose. It's calling you Mm -hmm. back to what you're here to do, Mm -hmm. but in life so often that pull gets framed for us Mm
0: -hmm. or should
2: I say, we allow it to be framed for us. And that's when you end up having your midlife crisis because you spent your whole life trying to express that pull through a channel that doesn't serve you i'm not going to say the wrong channel i'm saying a channel that doesn't serve you or you spend your entire life not knowing how to listen to that pull or not feeling that pull and often it's interesting because often having a recognition and an understanding of the pull and what it is can be the most frustrating time because that's what Uh we talked about yesterday we're talking about being in a position where you feel the pull we even sat down and we, we spoke about it and she could actually identify what the pull was, what the, what the feelings were, what her calling was to do in outline terms, but mm-hmm. there was no Avenue
1: mm-hmm. that
2: she could identify. And that can be frustrating mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. and, and can lead to people making jump in the wrong direction. We spoke mm-hmm. the other day, we spoke just the other day about the same mm-hmm. thing. You were yeah. like that. Yep. opportunities sometimes will come up and you know that they're not in line with that pull. And sometimes people can jump at those opportunities instead of mm-hmm. seeing what they might be, mm-hmm. which is a signpost that you're on the right path yeah. to what you're actually supposed to be doing.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes down to fear or love. I mean, really, it's, are mm. you letting fear rule your decision? Are you letting love rule love. your decision? Exactly. Interesting. I like that one.
2: I like yeah. that. One. Fear and love. Yeah. You should do a blog post about that.
0: I I will.
2: Do it. And I'll, I'll guess, I'll guess post it on my Medium account as well.
0: That's a great idea.
2: Yeah, we'll do that it. That will
0: be my next one. Okay, cool. Oh, beautiful. It's also beautiful, Daniel. Okay, so what improvements can I make in my life in just one week? Which I know we've had similar questions. Okay, this.
2: Similar. Um, yeah, But it's always it's always interesting because obviously not everybody listens every week and some people might be sure. listening for the first time.
0: Sure. Um,
2: so it's cool to, to look at it. And what we're just trying to do is look at it from a different, slightly different angle. So yeah. if someone's got a week, I would say just set one micro task a day. I always talk about micro tasks. The reason why I always talk about micro tasks or micro shifts is because regardless of what the position is of your chimp or your subconscious mind, micro shifts can always slide under the radar. And if you make a consistent set of micro shifts over the course of a week, you may find that some of them you really like and you can continue. And if you just spend one day working on a micro shift that you can actually integrate into your life, then by the end of seven days, you've got seven little micro shifts that you can do. It could be just day one might be just um, for that day, only looking at your social media at set times of the day for argument's sake. It might be that the one thing that you do is have, um, uh, do a gratitude list at the end of the day. It could be that for one day you don't use swear words. It could be that for one day, whenever somebody upsets you, count to three before responding to them. I would just tell them for seven days, just pick each day one really manageable, quote unquote, small task that you can integrate into your day and just see how it feels. And at the end of the day, journal it. Definitely journal it. And then Mm -hmm. at the end of the week, Mm -hmm. look back at the difference. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: That's what I would say.
0: I love that. Mm-hmm. I think even, even getting up five minutes early, anything really exactly. to kind of shake up your Absolute
2: routine, do
0: something a little bit different. It's, mm-hmm.
2: it's, it's or, they may, or they may just pick one thing. Another yeah. cool thing to do um, is instead of saying one week, say for a month, every week, pick one thing that you do for seven days. Like just like get up five minutes earlier yeah. every day for a week. Like, yeah. For a week, do your gratitude journal every day, yeah. and then journal at the beginning and journal at the yeah. end. Um, but yeah, just pick one really easy. The whole thing mm-hmm. about this is ease. The easier that you make it, the minimal the friction, the mm-hmm. more the more likely it is that it, it will be integrated into your life and that you can stick with it. Because obviously, that's what you're after. Yeah, that you can integrate.
0: I love that. Okay, so. When you know that money can't buy happiness, why do you work so hard pursuing it? Is it something that you just have to prove yourself to believe?
2: It's always gonna be different. It's gonna be different. I think it's Eddie Shah, I'm sure I've mentioned this quite before. Eddie Shah, an intra- entrepreneur in the UK, said I'd rather be unhappy with money than without it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So true,
2: But, but for him <laughs> for him, the choice or the power of choice that he gets from having money, it could be argued is important to him because that power of choice means that no matter what he identifies as being an impediment to his happiness, he has the belief system that he can purchase his way out of it. So that's number one. Number two, some people are just deluded to think that money is everything. Just the way that some people are deluded to think that money is nothing because it is something. It's a tool. And life, navigating 3D existence or navigating the world, no matter what your level of spiritual development, you do need to navigate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say that's always going to be different person to person but what's more important is they identify what it is to them because my belief system about money doesn't really have much of an effect with them just the way you're in. your m, mm-hmm. your belief system won't have much of an effect on them we mm-hmm. can sit and talk about our belief systems we can talk about Eddie Shaw and other people's belief systems but the most important thing is that person's belief system what does money mean to them They're talking about working every hour, God sends. It could be that they've got a poverty, uh, a deep-rooted poverty Mm -hmm. mindset. And so they're trying to work their way out of it. The crazy thing is, though, as long as you've got a poverty mindset, no matter how hard you work, you're always Mm -hmm. going to be poor or always Mm -hmm. going to be limited or struggling or have restrictions in relation to money. I know someone that won the lottery. I gave a... I gave her some strict instructions that she should mm-hmm. follow. This is when I used to do um uh, business. Mm-hmm. I gave her some strict instructions to follow. I said, look, get a um, um a budget, stick mm-hmm. to a budget.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um I handed her to an amazing wealth manager, like a top class wealth manager, introduced her to private banking. And
0: Gave her tools, essentially.
2: I gave her all of the tools. Mm-hmm. She still managed to spunk about 600000 She She spunk, spunked about two-thirds, I think, of the money. Um, wow. Didn't listen to the advice. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, a good portion of it was locked. It's, it's locked in other investments mm-hmm. that she can't touch mm-hmm. or whatever, so she's Shit. not, not going to be broke for now. Mm-hmm. Um, they will unlock, I don't know, it should be a couple of years, she'll get those lump sums Mm -hmm. or whatever. But in the meantime, what should have been a peaceful Mm -hmm. existence and quite a secure level of financial freedom ended up getting bypassed because the program there obviously was property. Mm -hmm. That was it. And blame because um, even though I gave her instructions on how to not go broke, she still blamed me for going broke.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, that get, gets her out of having to look inside and look at those beliefs. And yeah, I'm so happy, you, yeah, I'm so happy you use that example because yeah. I always that example too of looking yeah. at the people that have won millions and go bankrupt.
2: It's true, it's because
0: true. deep inside they have that poverty mindset belief that is so subconscious you don't realize it until you realize it.
2: Yeah, but the thing is, there's so many things in life that we have that about that
0: mm-hmm.
2: we don't mm-hmm. realize mm-hmm. that we have um areas that we blame Mm
1: -hmm. or
2: areas that we hide Mm -hmm. i'm sure i spoke to did i speak to you about one that i had recently that i identified i don't think so no no because i
0: I think we spent the whole time talking about me
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i did i did um yeah i literally i had like um i had like a a gremlin that was hiding so as i've spot to service I realized that what actually started happening is I started devaluing myself. Mm-hmm. I hadn't realized I was devaluing myself. I was like, Oh you mm-hmm. know, everything's about the service, mm-hmm. blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. And mm-hmm. then as I've been getting opportunities where I can be supported financially mm-hmm. as I live this life of service, I actually realized that I didn't know what to do with it. I, and I was actually sabotaging it to an extent, mm-hmm. um, physically and energetically because mm-hmm my thing was, Oh no, you know, I'm just service. Yeah. 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 And that happens and that happens. And a part of that will be blame. Um, I caught myself this morning about to complain Mm -hmm. to someone about Mm -hmm. something that someone had failed to do Mm -hmm. instead of going inside and realizing actually, and I'm doing a blog post about this. I may even do it for my, my just us episode on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. When you do everything right and things go wrong, you should look inside and not outside Mm -hmm. because as within, so without your world Mm -hmm. is actually an expression, an expression of what's happening inside of you. So when you start seeing effects outside that you're not happy with, Mm -hmm. especially those that run contrary to what you should be getting from what you're doing physically, Mm -hmm. two plus two equals four. If you're adding two plus two and getting five, you're not adding two plus two. There's Mm -hmm. a three there somewhere. There's an extra one and that one Mm -hmm. will tend to be the wrong energy that you're putting into it, especially if Mm -hmm. you can, because you can calculate and you can quantify your physical actions. If you Mm -hmm. do the right things. So Mm -hmm. if something's still going wrong, then the Mm -hmm. part of the equation that's off is going to be your energy.
0: Mm -hmm. No, I love that. And and you and I have talked about that before. And actually with um, a client we were working with the other night, this came up because she had this big job opportunity. She ended up messing up something and sending an email to, to the lady and it mm-hmm. was this, you know, and she's like, I don't get it because everything was perfect. And, she, you know, at first it was react, reacting, reacting. And then she was like, well, I, you know, I, I realized maybe it was my higher self that didn't make it happen. And I said, well, you have to be careful with that mm-hmm. because as you and I have discussed before, it's easy to go, okay, well, it didn't work out because it wasn't supposed to. And that mm-hmm. can be a backdoor way of, yeah, of just continuing bipartisan. Yes, a continuing to allow that cycle of of never really getting you know what what you're wanting yeah Money because yeah, believe. because what
2: you've, because what you've probably done is you probably allowed the gremlin of unworthiness mm-hmm. to slip in and then hide itself in it wasn't meant to happen
1: mm Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah
2: God didn't want it or the devil or whatever yeah. yeah. But it all comes down to what you plugged in anyway. You always get what you want. So examine what you You always get what you want. want. Yeah. Identify or examine what you're actually identifying as being what you want, because you may actually be considering that you want something, but you don't really want it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You always get what you would do. You really do. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So start asking for the right things.
2: Yeah, Exactly.
0: Um, okay. So why is it so hard to improve your situation, but so easy to slip and lose it all?
2: It is. If you decide it is, that's a belief system.
0: Yeah. So. I lo- <laughs> that's why I love you. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs>
2: that, that's the belief system. No, but I'm, and I'm going to let you chime in on this as well, because it's very simple. That is a belief system and it can be challenged. And belief systems, I think people forget sometimes how belief systems are what your brain accepts as being your reality and those aren't changed overnight all the time there are tools that you can use to supercharge it i read a really cool article today uh, by a woman called petra who's actually going to be on the podcast at some point um i reposted it to my facebook page okay look and it says that there are tools that you can use. You can use meditation that I can supercharge. There are mm-hmm. tools like NLP and hypnotherapy that can help charge, supercharge and deal with belief systems. But mm-hmm. that is a classic example of a belief system because that's not a fact. Because mm-hmm. for it to be a fact, it would have to be natural law, i.e. Mm-hmm. universal and applicable mm-hmm. to everyone. But it's mm-hmm. not. So it's a belief mm-hmm. system. So it can be challenged. Mm-hmm. Chime in yeah. and let us no, know the magical of in it.
0: It was my first reaction
1: was,
0: (laughs) and, and, you know, also uh, uh, on another side of that, you have built up your beliefs and your life and the way you think things are your whole life. So it's going to take time to disassemble all of that. Mm -hmm. So of course it's, 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 you know, I always compare any emotions, feelings, things that you have. To addictions just like a, an addiction to smoking mm-hmm. it's it's gonna take time to undo all that because it took time for you to get to that point exactly. so
2: yeah, yeah exactly.
0: you challenge those belief systems
2: yeah people don't always acknowledge how long it took to build it in the first place yes um, yes and it doesn't have to take the same amount of time at no all, uh, and at the end uh-huh. of the day the crazy head the head fuck is that it will only take as much time as you say it's going to take. Well. Yeah, yeah. Even the yeah. time that it's going to take is another belief yeah. system. Yeah, well. exactly. Exactly.
1: Um, I had I this know.
2: conversation with, um, uh, with with a genius uh, last weekend when she yeah. was, sitting. she literally said in her head, it was going to take six months to do something. And it took six months. And then she looked back, she's like, it didn't have to take six months. I realized it only took six months mm-hmm. because I said, it's going yes, to take six months. I love that.
0: I love that. Well, listen, n- not to dive too deep into this and and people can read my blog post to find out more about it, but I went through a very long-term pain pill addiction and then um, going through withdrawal and getting myself off of them. I had many people tell me their beliefs that this would take months, that it would affect me. And I just, I didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. I just said, no, I, I don't have those. Those aren't my beliefs. And mm-hmm this is how I believe it's going to be. And guess what? It was that's exactly
2: what yeah. you accept is what manifests in your yes. life.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. And that's one of the reasons why acceptance is the number one step in the beyond intention paradigm, because mm-hmm. everything that follows will be based on that foundation of acceptance.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So if you accept that you can, and you don't have to be tied to these belief systems, mm-hmm. then guess what? as you work through and start building on that, that responsibility that you accept also in acceptance and start clearing. It's not going to take that time. Yeah. It's it's very important as a foundation. I think
0: I love that. Love it. Okay. So on the heels of that question, here is a great one for you. Sure. Sure. Change your thoughts and change your world. Do you believe in it?
2: I don't have to believe in it. It's fact. Yeah. That's universal. Mm -hmm. law. Your, your world is a, rea- is a result of your thoughts. Therefore, if you make shifts in your thoughts, you'll have shifts in your results. That's it. Your reality is a combination of your thoughts and the, energy, the energetic frequency that you attach to those thoughts. So the more powerful the energetic frequency, the faster it's going to manifest in your life. The slower the, or the, the less potent the energetic frequency attached to it, the longer it will take. However, everything that you think shows up. Everything that you create as a thought, which isn't necessarily what you think, it's what you give form by holding it as a thought, will show up in your life. It's as simple as that. So, Love you, it. That's law.
0: Yes. Absolutely. That's a great one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's a great one.
2: It opens up a whole world for people, really. Yeah, it you does. And yeah. a lot of fear as well, because that responsibility. Yes,
0: yes. Yes. Some people don't want to go past that.
2: They don't want to.
0: How do you remind yourself how blessed you are?
2: Um, Daily gratitude. So Mm. every day we do um, at home, we do three things to be grateful for from the day. And I also start my day with gratitude as well as part of my morning regime. Um, I have a prayer that I I say in relation to gratitude every morning. And then obviously I've, I've spoken about it before. I'm sure I've got points in time during the day that I check in. So uh, nine o'clock in the morning, uh, just after 11, around about three o'clock, around about five, six o'clock, mm. five points, I check in. So um, I, I just get, even if it's just watching my mind movie, mm-hmm. um, doing some heart coherence, which is the exercise I'm going to post today. I'm excited about page. that. Um, yeah, heart coherence, um, just some breathing exercise. I might do the breath mm-hmm. just to get reconnected. I do that mm-hmm. at several points during the day um, and that's right. I love that what do you have
0: um, I think you know for me personally in the in the very beginning of starting this whole you know spiritual journey, that was really hard for me for some reason. it was
1: mm.
0: I, but the more that I opened my heart and the, and the deeper I got into meditations, and the more things started happening. That I could see, okay, my thoughts really do have an effect on Uh you know that that is my world. It was so much easier because I was taking steps and things were showing up.
1: It was so much yes
0: to go. Oh my gosh, like you know, and then and then you can't once you know once my heart was more open, I could look at the small things and be so grateful for them. And I do it now. I have random moments where it will just hit me so hard, and I just am like, oh my gosh, I am just even for the bad. I'm Mm -hmm. grateful for all that, quote unquote, bad, but I'm so grateful for all of it because it's brought me right to this moment. Good. Good. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So I know what you're going to, I know what, I'm going to guess that I know what your answer is going to be to this, but we'll see. (laughs) What should I do if I'm constantly subtly subtly told I have bad habits, no potential and will not succeed as anything? That's a tough one.
2: Here's yeah, a tough one because that sounds like an, a disempowering environment. Yes. Um, and disempowering environments are the, some of the greatest challenges that you have to overcome. Um, what I would say is, this is when the beyond intention paradigm actually comes into its own. Mm. Uh, because the first thing that they have to do is they have to accept that no matter what these people say to them, they and they alone are driving the car of their life. Mm. they and they alone are steering their life and whilst it may not be so evident right now they have a choice about how they react to those inputs that they're getting from people
1: Mm.
2: and learning to to deal in a self-loving way with those challenging inputs again is a practice and it may not happen overnight it may take time to do But the second that they accept that responsibility, number one, and start integrating tools which enable them to draw powerful energy into the experience, then they'll start to see change. When things are as extreme as that, when they get past acceptance and get into the clearing stage, I do recommend as far as possible to make a hard life clean sweep. Um, I do this quite regularly in my own life. I regularly just drop people out. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a conversation with them about why I'm dropping them uh-huh. out because I don't make impulsive decisions about dropping them out. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly aware of the inputs and the energy I'm getting from people into my life and people that aren't serving or are just downright negative, they get the cut. It's simple. You can no longer call me. You can no longer text me. You can no longer see me. You can no longer see my Instagram story or whatever. You're mm-hmm. Cut off. Because you're not bringing anything joyful and pleasant into my life, therefore, that isn't serving me. And by me enabling you to perpetuate a, a, a negative output, I'm not serving you either. I'm enabling you to continue in a cycle that's not serving you. So, actually, we're both served by just not having contact with each other.
1: Absolutely.
2: I know that that's not always easy because sometimes yeah. that person can be a lover, yeah. a sibling, even yeah. a parent or a child. Yeah. Yeah. It's not always going to be easy. However, A decision has to be made at some point. Do I love myself enough to make choices and decisions that serve me? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: With this instance, it sounds very much like a hard reset. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I would say that probably one of the most powerful tools that will assist them in getting prepared to make that hard reset, because that would be a challenge as well, Mm -hmm. is to spend self time on Mm self-love. Self-love. And finding things to be gratitude about a front-run experience. So Mm -hmm. connecting with the gratitude that you would feel for a life when you don't have those negative influences. Mm -hmm. And the joy of that front-running may also assist in building towards the choices that lead to those experiences, i.e. cutting off people that aren't serving you, i.e. making a choice when new opportunities for those disempowering states come to say no to them because mm-hmm. it is always a choice
1: mm-hmm.
2: when we have a pattern of behavior and we get opportunities to slip back into them. We have the chance to make a choice about whether to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. I have them
2: every day. I'm sure you do as well. Every day, especially with big life shifts that you've made when you've made big life shifts, you'll have an opportunity at some point where, whereby you are challenged to mm-hmm. either continue with it or to make a choice that sent you in a different direction. And that's mm-hmm. the unknown the unknown obviously in those instances is I know if I continue in this path, I know it's going to come and mm-hmm. I may not like it, but I'm comfortable with it because I know it and making choices that divert away from that are the unknown and they're uncomfortable. However, the joy and the blissful experiences that are shifts, they're different. They're different outcomes. They only appear when making the choices that differ from what we do now. So mm-hmm. I tell this person, they definitely need to look at hard shifts in their environment and the people that form their environment however they should remember that no matter how the environment changes the same them is still getting carried into a new environment so make sure that they're making choices about who they are going into their new environment i've got a quote um of scott's actually that i'm going to post i've got a meme made of it which is Mm -hmm. don't carry the old you into your new environment don't feed your Old, new. Your old you in your new environment. Don't don't Mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. So yeah, start making empowering choices. Number one, self love again a very important foundation for them in making these new choices. Mm -hmm. But they will definitely need to prepare themselves mentally and emotionally for the fact that they are going to have to make hard choices about that, and that may include some therapy. It may include some life coaching. I definitely Mm -hmm. recommend that they get some support and also find an accountability partner because. Some of these decisions that they're going to make, they're not going to want to make them. And the opportunity is going to be there to slide back.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: that is what I would say to them. What about you? if you got something to do? Uh...
0: Oh, that was, that was fantastic. I would, I would ditto every single thing you said. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's not always easy. It sounds like coming from where this person's at to getting where to where they want to be, but definitely um, there, I like that hard reset. And, mm-hmm. and that, and I, I know from my own experience in my own life with family and friends that, you know, it can be tough to make those decisions to say, no, I can't Mm -hmm. have this in my life at this point, but it's, it's the best thing. Like you said, you can do for yourself and for them Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: you're continuing to enable them. And I think, like you said, focusing on what a life looks like without those beliefs, without those feelings
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and concentrating on that. Absolutely. And get support. Yeah. Get support. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. 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 Daniel. Okay, two more.
2: Okay, let's get them.
0: Why do I have low self-esteem talking to some people?
2: Mm, The low esteem is you, the common denominator. This is one thing I always talk about beyond intention. Mm -hmm. Acceptance stage, and that's the common denominator theory.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: There's only one common denominator in every single experience, every single relationship, every single choice, every single mistake, every single victory, every single loss, every single failure, and that's you. And if you change that common denominator, you will find that everything else changes because mm-hmm. any equation, when you change a number in it, the, the, the result changes. And the one thing that's going to be common in all of those experiences is you. So if you make the shifts on yourself, then you won't have to start thinking about the other people who are making you feel low like self esteem because you within that will already be changed. Mm-hmm. Self love. Definitely. Um, yes. Have a listen to the episode with Mary Jo Rakowski on the interview series. I believe it was the week before last that that was posted. But that one, we actually talk about Mm. self-love. Definitely they would need to take stock of who's in their environment. Mm -hmm. Um, But one thing that I would admonish them to realize as well is that if they have an inherent feeling of low self-esteem, which is really just not enough self-love it doesn't matter who you talk to and it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter how neutral their commentary or input is you're going to take the experience of low self-esteem out of it someone might just not just might not say hello to you at a certain energy level and then you can walk away from that and say oh my god they didn't say hello to me right right nobody loves me yeah Um, i'm I'm, just on that yeah whereas if you walk into an experience with a high enough level of self-love, it doesn't really matter what any, anybody else says or does because you are empowered within yourself with a sufficient energy, with a sufficient self-love to override all of that. So um, I would say for them to take the focus off of the other people, mm-hmm. shift the focus back to themselves and shift the focus to having enough self-love mm-hmm. to be immune to the effect of inputs from other people or at least empowered to deal with it. We spoke about with, um, with, um, slaying your dragons. Remember we spoke about slaying dragons before We said when you slay a dragon, it doesn't necessarily die, yes, but you will always be ready to deal with it if it comes back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I feel this person because I used to, you know, be the same way. I, even though I've always been an outgoing person there, it was always kind of an underlying belief of people, other people know better than I do. Again, not Mm -hmm. to trust myself. And I think, And once you stop giving your power away to everybody else, it's, it will transform you. We had a conversation with somebody about this um, and it wasn't necessarily low self-esteem, but he got really angry really, really quickly. And it was Mm -hmm. always some circumstance that, you know, Mm would bring He's that really up angry. and, and yeah. yeah. And trying to explain to him, listen, that comes from within. So, mm. you know, and he didn't, he didn't want to hear that. He wanted to hear, well, what am I supposed to do? Let someone walk all over me? Well, no, those people won't walk all over you. If you are empowered enough in yourself, the situations won't arise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You don't need that trigger anymore. Cause have exactly. let it go. Exactly. Same, same thing. Yeah. Self love mm-hmm. all the way.
2: Interesting one, just to follow up quick, just quickly yeah. on that point is that if you have enough self love, then you'll make empowering decisions and you'll realize that actually getting angry doesn't serve you. So it's a disempowering decision to actually be angry anyway. Yeah. That's all. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Dun, dun, dun. The final question for you, Daniel. Okay. Okay. And it's a fun one. Okay. What is no longer interesting to you that once was. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh.
2: Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> things, i'm on a new path now so there are a few yeah i know
0: right
2: well interesting following on from what we have actually looked at other people's opinion oh, really wow. doesn't really doesn't interest me
1: yeah
2: anymore and that's a very interesting place for me to be in because through my smile when you're talking before is because on the low self-esteem thing other people's opinion really used to matter a lot to me. It had a very strong guiding arm, mm-hmm. my choices, mm-hmm. um, what I'd wear, where i go, what i do.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I don't wear an expensive watch anymore. I used to be obsessed with having, I have to have a Rolex on my wrist, you know,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know this yeah. and that and blah, blah, blah.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, other people's opinion, I would say, only because this is one thing that ties into what we've said. Mm-hmm. Um, it just really doesn't interest me anymore because those who care that don't matter. And those who matter, don't care
1: point
2: one. Um, and point number two, when you are good within you, then that's, that's all that really matters. Really. When you're good within you, other people's opinion about what's good within you doesn't really, it isn't weigh with you. It gives you such a solid foundation just to mm-hmm. move through life. I'm not saying to not take in valid input. Sure. I'm not saying to be ignorant of people's mm-hmm. advice or mm-hmm. constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about unvalidated, unsubstantiated, disempowering opinions from other people that don't come from a place of love. Yeah. That doesn't interest me anymore.
1: Sure. I love
2: criticism. I love that because that's yeah. how you grow as a person. Yes. But yes. I only take it from people qualified to give it.
1: Yes.
2: Mm that that's that's all if you're not qualified then i'm just not really interested in your opinion not in a rude way you're welcome to it
0: yeah right you're
2: welcome to it but i'm not but
0: i'm not gonna change my life or make my life decisions based on that no
2: no because that's just ridiculous people that join gangs because they feel that they have to be part of that Mm -hmm. people that are in relationships only because that's what their parents want people Mm -hmm. that are religions only because that's what the culture says that they have to do Mm-hmm. People that don't have certain friends because of cultural differences. All of these things are other people's opinions in your life.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I
2: have to be a vegan. I can't be a vegan. Yeah. I have to have yeah. this bone. You right. know, people making themselves broke because they have to yeah. keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. I have yeah. to do this and I have to do that. And just lead the unhappy, disempowered lives mm-hmm. devoid of the joy that's rightfully yours only because you're yeah. so obsessed with what other people have. And I'm speaking from experience on that. Yes. I'm not anymore. What about you? What's one thing that you're? Uh...
0: Oh, I, I would say apps. I'd say there's a lot of things. <laughs> there is, there's a that? lot of things. Yeah. yeah I mean, even the, some, uh, the news. I I used to be literally like addicted to CNN, and I just it it was it's so. I look back now and. Yesterday we were having this conversation between you know you wake up and the news and facebook and the people and the jo- and all of it it just it's so much and no wonder people have so many you know health issues and this yep. and that mm-hmm. instead of disconnecting and and connecting with inside and and you know like you said having to keep up with the jones joneses and and make my house perfect all the time yep. and obsessively clean and obsessively buy things to you know where now I'm like oh my gosh it's so it's it's so insane yeah yeah so disempowering like you said Mm -hmm. so disempowering and I think the kind of people that you will then attract when you get that is is people that are empowered in their own right and like you said I want to I want to listen to those people that are a reflection of my future and who I want to be and not somebody that continues to hold me in my past
2: behaviors and and emotions so yeah exactly. for sure okie dokie well
0: beautiful once again
2: i think that's a wrap yo
0: i, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a wrap yo <laughs> oh
2: gosh um a pleasure as always i'm um, doing this with always. you
0: always
2: thank you to always. everyone for listening uh, and giving us your time and energy em and i will be back next week friday with another episode until then uh tune in on sunday um I've got a cool guest on sunday Tune in on Tuesday where I'm going to have a little, I think they're normally about five minutes. I think they're probably about five minute rants on the Tuesday. Thursday, there's a fly on the wall with my, uh, my regular call with Jade Stoner from success boutique. And yeah, then we're back again next Friday until then, uh, M's on Facebook. Um, she's got her blog as well. We'll post the links to that on the podcast. Um, I'm on Instagram again, get involved. I've got stories and posting to my story like every day, which is really interesting. Um, I tweet. You don't tweet yet, do you? You don't really want I to tweet. Don't. Yet. I don't know if I want to be a
0: tweeter. You don't have
2: to be a tweeter. If yeah. it doesn't serve you, don't <laughs> no, if it make you happy. I'm not gonna yeah. force you to be a tweeter. Yeah. Tweet! Yeah. <laughs>
0: tweet. Subconsciously. So but,
2: but yeah, thank you guys. Um, please, please, thank please you. do um, rate and rate our podcast on your chosen platform. Um, check in with us and let us know how we can serve you better by improving the quality of the podcast. And send us your questions. You can email them. Yeah.
0: Send emails.
2: Yeah. We'll put that under the podcast. You can email them. You can send us them on Quora. You can send us videos. You can send us audios via Anchor as well, which is really cool. And um, yeah, we look forward to seeing you next week. In the meantime, make choices that empower you. Love yourself a little bit. Do little things every day to make your life better and keep dreaming with your eyes open. Bye.
0: Beautiful. Bye.